looking around, I finally see I think I need a change. The rat race I wanna flee, my world I'll rearrange. I'm getting back to the roots of how it's meant to be. Growing gardens, picking fruit, racing livestock, living free. Hello and welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. We are your hosts, Harold Thornbro and Rachel Jane Misson. Glad you're joining us today. Um, today we're going to talk about well, we're going to kind of continue on on what we talked about uh, a couple weeks or last week uh, on seeds, but we're going to take it to the next level and we're going to talk about the best places to get you know trees, bushes, vines, canes, you know things like that for our homestead because some of the seed companies we talked about some of them do sell those things, some of those things, but some of them don't. So we thought we'd just maybe um focus in on just that and uh, talk about that because there are a lot of people that ask questions about that like where do you get your trees, where do you get your raspberry bushes, your you know whatever. Um and there, so we picked some companies or some places and some ways that you can uh kind of stock up your homestead with the that good stuff. I love my perennials, I love them. I love all the perennials on my property. So we, I, it's the thing I get most excited about when I plant, even more so than my vegetable garden. I really love putting that. Yeah, stuff in. I think I'm growing more and more into a person that uses perennials more than anything else. If I can find a replacement for an annual and a perennial, it just, I just like it. It saves yeah. so much more time. Um, they tend to be a little bit more hardy and less work. Yeah, the less work parts. Why I keep thinking yep, I like about yep. them because it's just I don't have to replant and and I just get food from them every year without a lot of work. You know, a little bit of pruning, right. a little bit of care, but I mean, you just get and you get an abundance too. I mean, you just get so much food. You know, it just keeps coming. So, but before we get into all that, uh, what, what's been going on in your homestead? Oh, you know that year end thing that everybody loves doing we've been working on taxes <laughs> yeah i gotta get into it i haven't even really been focused on it too much but i'm gonna have to get it done <laughs> right right and i'm you know one of the blessings of living here is you get to uh pay your taxes and then um we had a very cold saturday what is today today is monday for those of you listening um we're recording on monday but on Saturday, we went and picked up a bunch of fence posts from an orchard. And um, actually, my daughter texted them to me all the way from Puerto Rico. She's like, hey, mom, you need to go and look at these fence posts that I found on Craigslist. And so I went over there and I'm like, oh, yeah, we need fence posts. And um. You know, locally here at Menards, they're like $17 a pole, mm-hmm. and, and we ended up getting them for $3 a pole. So That's an amazing deal. <laughs> yeah, we were pretty excited. So we had to do some car finagling and begged our older daughter to borrow her bigger truck so we could pull our bigger trailer. And we went up, which for us, there's a peninsula. So we drove up a peninsula. It was like an hour drive. and loaded 160 holes onto that trailer and it was cold. Yeah. It was like 21 degrees and it's really windy out on that peninsula. It was so cold. 
But, but when, uh, later when you're doing the projects, you're going to be so thankful oh, I know. you spent that day out there in the cold doing that. Because I that's know. a lot of money savings right there. Maybe I shouldn't be so excited about buying myself all that work, but I'm so excited. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm like, it. I got poles for my <laughs> for my orchard, for my grapes, for mm-hmm. animal fencing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm pretty excited. And then um, yesterday... While I was working on taxes, we ended up not having internet. So um, <laughs> it was like back to old fashioned times, kind of, you, you know? It's amazing when something like that goes down, you realize how dependent on it you are. <laughs> oh, my word. Oh, my word. I, I mean, I had my phone and I shouldn't complain. I ended up reading and doing some knitting and stuff like that. But um, yeah, yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that sounds like it. Well, you, uh, I haven't been walking in on any great deals or anything like you did this week, but I did uh, work in the aquaponic system a lot, and I put like 80 elderberry cuttings in the aquaponic system to root. And wow. I also put a few cuttings. I took some uh, currants and some goji and some mulberry cuttings and some fig tree cuttings. And I'm just curious to see how they're going to do in there. I wanted to stick those in there and see if they'd root real good or not. So I took some cuttings from all those. And so I've got all the aquaponics beds filled with cuttings because I just gave up trying to grow some winter veggies in there wow. and the aquaponics because uh, this winter has already been unseasonably cold and I just don't know what's coming. And it does fine. I think on a normal, like the last few winters we've had, I think it would have ran fine all winter, but this one's shaping up to be kind of a nasty cold one. So I'm like, you know, I'm not even going to just keep planting seed, putting seeds in there and watching them fail, you know, or dying when I get just about ready to eat off of them and then they fail again. So I'll just stick with the cuttings. They, cause it ain't going to get no colder than what it did get. And they did fine. So I, you know, they didn't hurt them at all. And um, I pulled uh, the couple that I had in there already. I pulled them up and the roots on them are like six inches long. Like it wow, had a whole you're going to have to. I'll take a picture. Yeah. And, yeah. and share it. It was amazing. I was like, look at that. I mean, it was just hanging down. I was pretty impressed uh, that it rooted as well as it did. So kind of I need to learn to the skill from you. I didn't realize that you had currents. What kind of currents do you have? I have the, I don't, I mean, they're just black they and red. Black, I don't know. Red? Yeah, I have black and red. I don't know what, if they have an actual name other than I'm gonna that. I'm going to have to I, go shopping at Harold's store here. Well, I actually bought them on one of the places um, that we're going to talk about today. Well, so. when I looked at <laughs> one of the places that we're going to talk about, they were sold out of red. And oh, Mich- really? And isn't, Michigan is really iffy with black. Yeah, I can say, I think you're supposed to have it, them anyway. Yeah, right? because of the white pines. But um, the red, though, we can. And. One of the places I looked was sold out. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yep. Things are already getting hard to find. I was looking at a few of the places we're going to talk about, and I noticed there was, some, I know. was a lot of stuff sold out. So I don't know if that's just because of the seasonality or maybe it starts back up in the spring. I, I don't know. Maybe they say sold out, but they're just not selling and shipping right now. So they're not going to put it up. I'm not real sure. But um, that's true. Yeah. A lot uh, of these can, you can like put in your email address and they'll notify you. So. Yeah, I did that on a few of them. Um, yeah, so did I. Yeah, I've been working on one of my 2023 skills also this week. I, Have I, you? I, on herbalism. I um, I, I was kind of shopping around for, I mean, I took it seriously. You know, it's something I really want to focus on. Foraging is another one I want to focus on this year right, and yeah. herbalism. And they kind of go hand in hand. And I, I was looking around at some courses and some of them are pretty expensive. And, and uh, but I wanted something... I'm careful in the herbalism world because there's so much out there that I, I don't align with in, in their kind of their beliefs. And, and I'm, and maybe the teachings would be just as good, but I don't know. I'm, 
you know, I believe you put your money with people who align with you and your beliefs. I just, I've, I've always been that way. I try to support people who I kind of align with, you know, and a lot of things. So, and in herbalism, there's a lot I don't align with. So I was trying to be kind of careful and I actually found one that I haven't heard anything too woo-woo-ish or anything that I kind of like. That's more about just, you know, the, the, the facts of what this does for you and putting it together and everything. And they actually had a Patreon and uh, so I supported them on Patreon and they oh. had like courses. I mean, they have like full like classes, audio classes in there. Um, and then they hand out these PDF sheets on all the facts and how to. And you like, didn't send this to me? Well, not yet. I, I kind of wanted to go through. I'm not even going to mention them on the podcast yet because I'm, I want to okay. make sure that I, I do. I've only listened to two of the episodes and looked at a couple. And I just want to make sure because, like I said, there's yeah. a lot of. I'm kind of weird about the herbalism stuff. Maybe I come at it from a little different angle than some of them do. But um, I just chew up and spit out what I don't want. <laughs> I do too, but I'm, when I'm throwing money at them, I kind of want them to. It's a little different yeah. for me. But yeah. yeah, I mean, it seemed like a really affordable way to get good teaching too. And a couple of the episodes I listened to were really good and got into oh, uh, electuaries. You know anything about electuaries? I never even heard the word before. And no, talking, never heard of it. Actually, making um, it's using herbs in honey. To, uh, to oh, yummy. Yeah. And I was like, wow. I'm all over know? that one. And they were, yeah, they're talking about making these different things with the honey and the herbs. And it, this goes back like, you know, thousands of years and, and all this stuff. And, and then they're talking about foraging and, and they're talking about all the different things you forage. And then they get into like foraging all the different barks. And I'm like, I never think about foraging bark. Yeah. <laughs> you you know? can use a lot of bark. Yeah. Well, and they were talking about So that. it sounds like you may have stumbled upon a gem. So I'm excited yeah, to yeah. see. I'll, how I'll this... turn it on to you before I make it public to everybody else and see what you think about it. But yeah, it's a, uh, it seemed really good. So I'm really wanting to work on my herbalism skills this year. So it seemed Same. like I might've found a good one. So I want to look into that a little bit That's more cool. and work at it. Um, you know, this is yeah. the time of year, at least where we are in Northern part of the United States. Winter is just such a great time for us to, Mm -hmm. catch up on stuff like that and reading and yeah yep yeah for sure so yeah well i'm definitely going to pursue those things and i definitely want to take my up, up my foraging game my herbalism game my you know growing herbs and just knowing a lot more about them i mean i would say i am very minimal on the herbs i mean i've always been like there's like maybe a dozen that i play with but it's mostly been you know like in some salves or some teas or in cooking mm -hmm. It's never really been much beyond that. And I want to just take it to a whole nother level and uh, really, I want to have like a whole cabinet just filled with just all kinds of concoctions of things for anything that's ailing me. I just, I think it's fascinating <laughs> and I want to get into that a lot more. Um, but yeah, that's. And then you'll have I to share too. your journey with all of us. <laughs> Something we wanted to start doing on the. Uh, on the podcast, at least for a while, because in the wintertime, something you and I both talk about all the time is it gives us more time for reading. And we're both, you know, we have a lot of books. We, we both enjoy reading. And I thought we'll just start sharing a book on every episode for now. Anyway, we'll see how long it goes. Cause you know, there's a limit to how many books I guess we have in homesteading. I got a lot of right, books right. period, but um, you know, but we thought we just start sharing books we've read or that we enjoy and that we could recommend and just pick one, each one of us each week and kind of just, say what it is and for me this week it's actually one that's really not really so much a homesteading book it's actually a novel and it's, it's a pretty good one it's my favorite book of all time it is that's why i it's wanted to make good. it the first one that i put out there because i've read this book i don't know how many times i've listened to it on audiobook i don't know how many times probably i've 
I mean, this is sad to say, probably like 30 times. Oh, wow. Okay. The and you do really, really like I this. like it. Well, when I used to drive a truck over the road, I would oh, listen yeah, to have... it on audiobook probably once or twice a year. Yeah, you uh, have time. Yeah, That's you have time. It just plays and it's enjoyable. But I've read the book itself a dozen times, you know, over the years. And it's, uh, I guess I should just say what it is, Robinson Crusoe by Daniel Defoe. And um, it's an oldie. It's published in 1719. I mean, it's an old but book. But it's so good. It's it very so good. good. If you're into self-sufficiency and you're just yeah. fascinated by stories of self-sufficiency, there's none better than Robinson Crusoe. It's the ultimate book on self-sufficiency. He survived uh, 24 years, I think, on the island, um, you know, Something by like himself, that. you know, and uh, it's pretty amazing. The whole story is just amazing, but it is. Yeah. It isn't a true story. It's made up. You would swear it was the way it's written right. out. And yeah, yeah. The way it's described. My kids you think loved it's true. it. My kids both read it several times. It's fascinating. Yeah. I love it. And I, and I, I can't would say, say that I did, but yeah. as a, I like the unabridged version. There are abridged versions that are shorter yeah. and they cut out a lot of stuff. I don't like them as well. Um, but I like reading old things. I like the mm -hmm. old language. I like the old writing. I don't know. I like it. So I like the unabridged, unabridged. Uh, if you struggle with that, and if you're not a big reader, you know, get an audio uh, audio book of it. It's really good to listen to. It's an entertaining book to listen to. So if you yeah. get a good reader, and it should um, be pretty easy to find considering oh, the yeah, time it was published. Yep, it's everywhere, and it's really affordable too. You can find really cheap paperback copies, or you know, I think you can even go to the library and get audio books of it from the library. Oh, I'm check it I'm out. pretty yeah. sure you could. Yeah, yeah so yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, that's my book. What's yours? Well, mine is not, when you put yours up, I was kind of surprised it wasn't a homestead title. <laughs> and so then I was like, I changed my mind about which one I was going to put on. And I saw yours and um, I decided to also not do a homestead title, but it is not, my book is uh, not, a, what I always get, I always get them messed up. Fiction, nonfiction. <laughs> it's my book not, is not fiction. Yeah. Right. Yeah. My book is nonfiction and um, it's kind of a self-help book, but I really, really liked it. And there's several versions of it now, but the original one is still my favorite. And um, it's called Boundaries by, I believe it's Henry Cloud. And I can't remember the first name, but the other author is Townsend. But, um, I've never just, read it. So Really? Yeah, I've never really? even heard of it. Well, it's another one that you can get in it. audio. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just think it's a really good book, even if you're not having issues with personal relationships or you can even use it. There's actually a title for business. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't I don't think you have to be having problems in your personal life to read the book and get something <laughs> out of it. It just teaches you how to have healthy boundaries. Um, yeah. There's ones for there's one healthy boundaries for marriage, healthy boundaries for business. It's just there. It's a really good book that helps you um especially today with technology draw healthy boundaries yeah well i'll yeah. tell you what that sounds like that'd be a really yeah, good book to to check out i'm gonna look into that one i think yeah, that would be a good it one is. yeah it's a really good sure. one and um i think i've read i've probably read that one three times Oh, wow. It must be good. Then. So it's a good read. It's not something you just go to and get information from. It's something you can sit down and just read through and it's enjoyable. 
Yeah, I just found it interesting. I think mm-hmm. I read it the first time years ago. Um, and then I read it again when I was went back to work and was part of the business world and was having a hard time creating boundaries. Like when you get texts and then, yeah. you know, from companies and stuff like that, and you're not at work, like, how do you deal with that? And, and then I read it recently just because I just thought it was so valuable, the information in it. So I'm already pretty good at setting boundaries. I mean, I won't text people back so much. They think I'm mad at them. So, (laughs) right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wasn't, I was, I'm always like that. I've, I struggled for years being that pleaser. So I would just text you back anyway. It's like, Oh, I should, I know it's Sunday morning, but I should text back this um, business about their supplement. And it's like, no, it's Sunday morning. I don't need to text them back. They can wait till eight to five on Monday. (laughs) Listeners of this podcast that's ever emailed me probably uh, have experienced my boundary (laughs) boundaries on sending back emails because there's some, if I don't have time and if it's not pressing or super important, I might not ever respond at all. Or I might just respond with a one sentence line. And, you know, I just, yeah, a person only has so much time, you know, and yeah, this sounds like a book that would be really good for people who struggle with that. And, um, Maybe I'm the opposite. Maybe I should release some of my boundaries a little bit. But uh. well, and I do think it's one that you can get at your library. Also, even though um, Henry Cloud is, you know, he doesn't apologize for it. He's he's a Christian, um, but it's not overly it's not an overly Christian title. I don't even know if he really even mentions much about it in the book. Is it a pretty new book or? Oh, no, it's probably been out for at least 10 years. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll well, look into that. It sounds interesting. So uh, on to our topic now, um, we're going to talk about again, those best places to get trees, bushes, vines, and canes for your homestead in our opinion or in our experience, because yeah. um, there's tons of great places out there to get them. I mean, if if we wanted to just make an exhausting list of online, big online nurseries, you can get trees and stuff. There's just, there's hundreds of them that I, on a quick Google search, you can find. These are some ways. Now, not all these are nurseries or stuff, but something that we're going to talk about is some, maybe some other ways too. But, But this is just either through our experiences, or maybe we've just heard a lot of good things about them. Or I just really like the people involved with them. There's a couple on here that I really like the people, and I've never right. bought a tree from them or a plant from them, but I really like those people. Now, one of them I tried to get stuff from a couple times, but I always come too late, and he sells out so quick that I can't never get it. But right. I went in, what was funny, though, because in doing this, I made sure I signed up for his newsletter so I would know when the stuff goes for sale now so I can try to get something from him because he does have some great buys. And that's one of the tips we can give before we start is when you, when the notes come out for this podcast is that's what you, everyone can do. And then you'll get yeah. that notification. Okay. Our sales have started. Yeah. Cause that's what website. happens with a lot of these places. Yes. They sell get on out. the newsletters, get on the newsletters because I mean, nobody likes their email box flooded all right. the time, but when it has it value in it for you, yeah, you need to, you need to do it. And this is value. If you're really seriously about trying to get stuff when it comes out and it's available, you got to get on their newsletters because stuff just sells out pretty quick. There's a limited supply, you know, and it's just the way it is. Um, but again, not all these places are places. We're gonna, not all the ways we're going to talk about are places, online nurseries. I think the first thing that we have to consider and probably the best way to do it, especially if you're looking to save money, do it on the cheap, 
is just network with your homestead community and get cuttings and plants from other homesteaders. Most of the time, if you know that the homesteader down the road has, you know, blackberry bushes, he's probably going to give them to you. Yeah. How much you want for a start off that? Can I get some? They're probably just going to hand it to you. I mean, they're probably just going to dig right. one up or cut it, take a cutting or whatever and give it to you. I mean, nine times out of 10. But even if you do have to pay for it, you're probably going to get it pretty cheap. And there's not going to be shipping issues and all the stuff. And it's just, exactly you know, network with your local community of homesteaders. It's, I think, the best way to get stuff, honestly. This is where you can also bring in bartering, you know, with each other in the community. And um, you get stock that is acclimated to your area that's pretty that's a pretty huge thing when it comes to a lot of these plants even if it's the same variety Mm -hmm. plants do acclimate over time and that part is what's nice about you know a local homesteader and shipping costs can get pretty pretty expensive sometimes yes they can it's getting to be the biggest expense in doing anything online anymore like i run an etsy store and Man, I'll tell yeah. you what, it's like you sell stuff really cheap, but the people have to pay a lot because of the shipping. And yeah. and you really don't make that much on a product because you have to think, well, they're never going to pay too much, because, but the shipping is just so crazy. You have to make less profit to even try to get a sale on something because people just ain't going to pay that kind of money, which I don't blame them. I don't want to either. <laughs> it's why things right. like Amazon, you know, like Prime and things have gotten so popular because – you know, you get that free shipping and people just go through stuff like that for the free, you know, free shipping, because if you're going to have to pay for the shipping, it's costly. And, um, and that's the thing, you know, you can net, you can expand your network of, of the homestead community into online. Like there's, I've seen people in our Facebook group, you know, does anybody have cuttings or whatever? And you've shared cuttings and I've actually yeah. sent comfrey, you know, to people and stuff and, 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 you know, that's in the group and, you know, that's the expense, you know, you send it to them for free, but there's a shipping cost, you know, that you have and, you know, but, yep, you know, but exactly. still that's a good way to do it, especially if you can swap something like you send me this, I'll send you that. Well, you'll pay for the shipping, they'll pay for the shipping and y'all break even, you know, and it's kind of like you pay just for the shipping yeah. and stuff. And that's a good and way to do it. you have a friend for life when you have a plant buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, yeah, I love getting, you know, it's like a while back, you know, one of the guys that was on the podcast, Jordy sends me some uh, walking onions, you know, and I was like, I really appreciated that. They're in them doing great. I actually got, I planted some out in the garden, but I actually put some in some pots in the greenhouse and them and they're doing they're they blew up in there they're doing great and then you know the what that real cold spell we had didn't kill them off either i was worried about that because i had them in the greenhouse but they maintained they did fine so that was they're another thing hardy. to be good in there yeah they are really hardy but yeah i mean you just get you know especially um it seems like it's those things that are maybe even a little harder to find there's yeah. a lot of homesteaders that have them rare plants or whatever, and they're really good option. It's a really good option to find those kind of things. And yeah, like you said, especially is. when it's in your area, it's even way better. Um, yeah. I would say the next best thing you can do is support local nurseries, support your local nurseries, your small family owned nurseries. Um, you know, they're working hard to, to stay in business in your area and they're, you know, and, and support them. If they got the stuff you want, support them. You know, a lot of times you can get, you know, a lot of times if you just want to even as a garden supply, just for your vegetable garden, even it's a good place to get stuff. If you're getting, you know, like you're, if you're wanting to plant plants like tomato plants or whatever, and not start from seed, it's a good place to support businesses like that. But a lot of them do have all kinds of bushes and trees and all kinds of stuff. And that would be the next place I would go. Yeah, again, a lot of them are bringing stuff in. 
and and you want to be aware that sometimes businesses are just trying to make some money and you know they will sell you things that maybe aren't ideal and which brings me to my next thing which is the large retailer garden centers yeah, like walmart stores. and yeah. yeah real king and TSA. i mean they all have these they'll set up these you know these garden centers and they'll sell all kinds of stuff they'll sell all kinds of trees and 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 the thing is you can get some really good buys from them you know the the three trees that do the best on my homestead are three pear trees that i bought at a rural king they are they're monsters they produce so much fruit they're great trees they did great on my property so i'm saying i'm not going to say don't go buy your trees from places like that but i'm also going to tell you to choose wisely and do a little homework because they will sell you trees that you shouldn't even plant in the zone. They'll bring yeah, them in and just sell them. They will. And, and, yes. And, and they don't care. And and because I mean, they don't care if it dies once you plant it or whatever, or you have trouble with it. You just have to do a little homework and figure out what trees work good in your area and buy those from them. And, you know, you can, you can buy all kinds of bushes and things from them that, you know, they won't even grow in your zone. But they'll sell them. They don't care. They'll sell them to you. We had a local box store. I noticed that um, because when they sell them, they don't have experts on hand. It's just it's just a box store. I noticed that they had, I believe it may have been hardy kiwi, which will grow here. And I could be wrong. It may not have been hardy kiwi, but in my mind, that's what I think it was. And doesn't that need a male and a female? Yeah, yep. whatever it was they sold the it only does. thing they had was male plants <laughs> so if you just wanted if you didn't know a lot about what you were doing you would have bought those yeah. and wondered why they didn't why you didn't get fruit well because you only had the male plant you didn't yeah. have both so that that definitely is something to think about i often will buy a plant or two from some small family-owned nurseries not because I can't grow my own. I actually run out of room. I don't have a greenhouse like you do. So I run out of room under my lights. And so one of the things I almost always buy from a local nursery down the road is I buy several flats of marigolds to mm -hmm. plant throughout my garden. Because yep. I just don't have room under my lights. And to me, marigolds are something. I usually buy marigolds as well. And it's just, just a, yep. it's such a great companion plant to scatter throughout your yeah. garden. That I do the same yeah, thing. so I buy several flats from them. And of course, always there's something when I'm walking through, I'm like, oh, that's pretty. And I buy that too. But um, uh, I like, I like to support the local places and they often, too. and you know, and then going back to the big box stores, you know, some of these varieties don't need to be rare or anything like your raspberries or whatever. So mm -hmm. you don't have to be quite as picky about what you're getting there other than obviously you don't want to bring disease and stuff into your yard but you know you can support these local places even though they do not have those rare plants like some of the places we're going to talk about later right i think i bought my uh goji berry plant i bought one goji berry plant years ago your and goji. i bought that at a myers store so did i and it oh no and now I, it's so much I can't. That's even where I bought handle. my figs. I bought my figs at my yeah. my goji. You know how they'll, I, they'll have them in that little bag. Like it'll come in that yep. little bag. It's like a stick sticking up, you know. And I have this little bag, and I bought it at Myers for like five or six bucks or something. It wasn't very much. It was I don't know. It wasn't very much. Put that one out here, and now it's like tried to take over my world, all the whole side of my house. I know? grew mine from seed yeah. that a friend sent me in the mail, 
and my goji aren't going crazy like yours, but, um, <laughs> but I have bought from Meyer. I bought, it's like in a square little box and yeah. they look dead. Yeah. Yeah. They lived. So yeah. So yeah. But I'm just saying it's, you can't rule it out as an option. It's a very yeah. affordable way. You're in those places anyway. It just, I just say choose wisely. Yeah. You know, it's not, is the best place to put your money? Probably not. But you know, for some of us, it's just like, this is what I've got to spend. This is where yep. it's available close to me. If it's, if it's the plant you want and it's right there, I, I'm not going to tell you, you shouldn't buy it. I mean, I bought plenty of plants that way, Yep. you know, and, and, and they've worked out well. I've had a few that didn't, I've, I've bought some, the trees died and you know, that's a funny thing too. A lot of them will, if it dies, you take it back, they'll either give you your money back or give you another tree. I've seen that. A lot of them have that guarantee. Some of them do. Yeah. We, um, speaking of, well, what happened to me was with this Meyer purchase was, they were a different plant. So people didn't want, like people will buy grapes and raspberries and strawberries, but fig was kind of different and it didn't sell and it was on clearance. Mm-hmm. So I bought them. So, I mean, sometimes these, these places will have clearance fruit and, you know, as gardeners and homesteaders, we can't walk by a good clearance. <laughs> That's right. I, I've bought many things that I didn't really have a place for. And I just brought them home and found a place and that's fine. That's how you grow. And you end up finding some stuff you really, really love sometimes or that you really, really hate goji berry. Anyway, <laughs> I'm free. I, I like goji berry. I mean, I, 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 I've said it many times. I don't hate that I have goji berry. I just hate where I have the goji berry. That's what I mostly hate about the goji berry is it's really hard to get rid of out of that place. Um, the next thing we'll talk about is local conservation. This is one you brought up and I hadn't even thought about it, but absolutely. Um, and now we put a links, uh, we're going to be putting links to all this stuff in here, but I put the link, of course, you're going to have your own local conservation. Some of them are on County level. Some of them are on state level. We have the DNR uh, forestry division here that has, uh, tree seedling nurseries i have a couple of them in indiana i put the link for that one for anyone who's indiana in indiana you want to check out and they actually i went there actually had some pretty good stuff on there i was kind of surprised at some really good prices so definitely something i'm going to maybe look into a little deeper you have is this your county one here in michigan or is it that's not my county one that's west michigan okay my county also has one and what's cool about this is um a lot of these will be your local plants that thrive in your area. So they should grow fairly easily in your area. They're usually, at least I've actually bought a couple of things from ours, mostly trees, um, but they're usually pretty affordable, but they're usually very small. So you're not going to get huge size, but they're very affordable. But mine has like elderberries. Oh, really? um, yeah, and it has a few other trees that are medicinal that people don't realize are medicinal, like um, oh, staghorn sumac, not to be confused with poisonous sumac. But So they have some of those. Um, and then, of course, we've talked about fodder trees, too. And in these places, they're usually bigger on trees and bushes. Right. These yeah. places will sell your willows and your mm-hmm. poplar and your mulberries. and um, I don't know about mulberry, but I know there's willow and poplar 
in ours anyways. Yeah, I don't think so. they, uh, in Indiana, they actually consider like white mulberry an invasive species. Invasive, and a lot you're of not even allowed to, you're actually yeah. technically not even supposed to plant it. So, yeah, they definitely yeah. won't sell that. Um, but red mar- uh, mulberry is, is a native, right. and I think they're trying to promote red mulberry. So, I don't know if they have any of those or not. Yeah, um, that's kind of like us with Michigan, I believe. I could be wrong. I think it's the black mul- the black currant that they don't want growing here because yeah. of the white pine. Yeah. But you can get a red currant, and I believe they have hybridized. Yeah, there's like the, they do one with like the gooseberry hybridization, like like yeah. cross them, and then they yeah. I can't it has something to do with the disease with the white pines here, and um, I haven't been able to find currants for yeah. myself. So I only yeah. have. I only have a couple and that's why I wanted to take some cuttings from them and try to get them kind of spread out. I'd like to have a lot more of them and start putting them around my yeah, guilds, around like my them. fruit trees and stuff. Cause yeah, I like them too. And I only bought, I think I bought four from one place we'll talk about here in a little bit, but um, yeah, I, I like them a lot too. I just like to have a lot more of them. So I'm going to try to just get right. cuttings and see if I can't get them to root in my aquaponics. So yeah, but that's a local conservation is a great way to get stuff. That's obviously made for your area. So yeah, and, and usually to get you promoted. very, very affordable because they yep. want people to be planting um, native species. So, yeah, yeah. And another affordable place and uh, to get them is through the Arbor Day Foundation. Um, they have a, a store where you can buy trees really affordable. I mean, they're a nonprofit organization founded in 1972. Actually, the first Arbor Day celebration, I think, was in 1872, but they actually started the foundation in 1972. And their mission is is to inspire people to plant, nurture, and celebrate trees. I mean, everybody knows about Arbor Day and the whole Arbor Day Foundation. And they have a store and you can get stuff really affordable now i think it's like what you were saying with the local conservation it's usually these really small bare root whips pretty yeah. much take forever for it to grow but it's if you're looking for cheap trees i mean it's it's a way to go and and i you know i support their mission too i mean they're really about planting trees they want to see as many trees planted as possible and they're they really promote it so i i, I enjoyed uh looking through their website earlier when i was kind of going through and looking to see what they had. And they have a pretty good variety. I was surprised. I had forgotten about them and I didn't realize they were that old. That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty I cool. I didn't know either. I, yeah. But when I, they founded them, but like I said, it goes back even a hundred years before that. So wow. it was amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. now the one I've dealt with probably more than any other online yeah. is Stark Brothers Nurseries. I have bought a few trees and a few bushes from Stark Brothers over the years. And I like them. I mean, they're kind of my go-to just because I've had such good luck with them. I mean, everything has always done really, really well. Now, what I was surprised to find out when I was doing a little research for this podcast was how long they have been around. Oh, really? You didn't realize they were this old? I had no idea. Founded by James Hart Stark over 200 years ago. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a well-established company. I don't think it's going yeah. anywhere. <laughs> no, I don't think um, so. And they yeah. are, I actually purchased, I think, somewhere around 30 trees from them last year. Yeah. And um, one of my, I probably will buy another one. I'm saving money for it. But one of, just in case it, the one that I have, something ever happens to it. But one of the things, one of the neat stories and I believe they blogged about it on their their um, website. 
was they actually have a tree that Laura Ingalls Wilder planted on her homestead. Really? They well, that's actually, funny because they're Laura south. Ingalls Wilder actually got that stock from them. Oh, oh, you mean she planted the stock that she got from them? Okay. Yes, from yeah. um, was it an when apple they, tree when or her and her and Manly, which is what she called them, and so her yeah. when her and Manly made their um, homestead in Missouri. Yeah. And I planted their orchards. They used yeah. So I have one of those trees. Wow, was it an apple tree or? Yes, it's an yeah, apple yeah. tree. Because I yeah. I was reading on their blog, and that's what they originally. That's what it was. He had stock he brought over from wherever he migrated from, and uh, and it was the uh, apple trees is what he brought yeah, over. Yeah, and that was his and big course, thing at first was the apple trees. Yeah, yeah. And if anybody's followed me, what started what one of the things that started me on this whole homestead journey was Laura Ingalls. Mm-hmm. So I just when I found that tree, I had to have one for my house. <laughs> <laughs> that's neat yeah that's a good story yeah but they're located down in louisiana missouri on over yeah, 300 yep. acres of land so that's kind of neat that they're down there you're you're way up there you know laura ingles way up there i mean that's kind of yeah. neat that, that 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 far even back then you know to, to get trees from that far away i believe that um i want to say that they they will guarantee their trees for 125 percent. i could be wrong it's on their website but they have a really great policy for that yeah, i don't know if that's what the, i don't know I, yeah we won't say that for sure because i'm not sure if that's what it is or not but yeah there is some kind of a guarantee there but honestly i don't think i've ever planted anything that i've gotten from them that's failed i got my um, currants from them i have one tree that didn't make it yeah and now i have i got my fig tree from there and i was what i was questioning on the fig was if it would have failed, it would have been because it wasn't the perfect climate for it. But it is a Chicago yeah. fig. So it's doing great, though. I mean, it's doing great. Um, I think I got a pomegranate from them that I planted last year. Now, it's going to be a couple of years before I see anything on that. And that's kind of questionable, too, on the zone, you know, borderline stuff there, too. So we'll see how that does. Um But, yeah, I mean, I've had great success with Stark Brothers. They're a great company. Trees in general, I mean, they cost a lot online with the shipping prices and everything. It costs a little bit, but I find them pretty affordable as far as just in comparison to other companies. They're they're right there. You know, I mean, maybe even just a hair better than some of them. And uh, yeah, good, good company. I've dealt with them for a few years now and I've always had always had a good experience. So that's one I recommend for sure as a personal experience. Yeah, for sure. I I've been very, very happy with and like I said, we bought a lot trees last year from them yeah the next one that uh, i want to talk about is a, is a big nursery um and it's a popular one everybody knows about it, i think it's dave wilson nursery i've bought one thing from them a few years ago and i can't even remember what it was but i wanted to buy more stuff from them but it was all out of stock when i went to buy something from them last year i was going to buy something i don't even remember what it was now and i remember them being out of stock on it um but yeah i mean they I, the one experience i had with them was was good they they go back a ways too. Established by Dave Wilson in 1938, these uh these nurseries got some um, history for sure. Yes, some of them do. do. Yes, they do. Yeah, they're located in near Ridley, Ridley, uh, California, and they're farming more than 1,000 acres on a four year rotation, growing over four million trees a year. That's a lot that, of trees. <laughs> I can't even fathom. I know. That's amazing. Uh I cannot even fathom. Now, uh I, like I said, they're they're a they're a big nursery. They've um been around a, obviously a long time. A lot of people have great experience with them. 
they have a lot they have a lot of stock you know there's a lot of different things you can get but even them i went to their website i found a lot of things out of stock so i don't know why that is right now maybe it's just the time of the year i'm assuming it's just time of the year but now they're out in california so i don't know on acclimations and things like that so i have not heard of this one what Dave, the Dave, yeah, no, really, they're huge, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so now I, think, I have a new shopping place. I think the first time I heard from him was through Jack Spirico because he's in oh, they're okay, one of okay. them that you get a discount through his membership brigade. Okay, I see. You're welcome, Jack, for promoting that for you. Um, but yeah, you get a, I think you can get a discount of through them okay. on his web. It used to be able to anyway, which is why I think I made a purchase through him back when I did buy something from him one time because I was a member in there and thought, wait, well, hey, I'll just use a discount. I don't know if he still has that as a discount, but he did for a long time. But um, yeah, so it, it, was a, it seemed like a good a good experience with him for sure, though. Yeah, so I do recommend him. Um, the next one was is one that I hadn't heard about. I've not dealt with personally, rather, but I've heard about them. And okay, yes, some people I had haven't. a good experience with them. And as I've done a little bit of research on them, I liked them. I mean, I liked what I read on their website and stuff. And the actual company is peaceful valley farm and garden supply now their website is groworganic.com and they're pretty big i was looking at their um their matter of fact it says that they are the largest independent u.s retailer focused on organic or organic farm and garden supplies so they claim that that they're the largest so um it started as a small family owned business operated in 1976 in Nevada City, California, and they have continued to grow and grow and grow since then. So again, it's another California-based business. I don't know about the the acclimation for um their their trees and everything, but I I've not had trees are, seem to do better than like seeds. I don't know. I, I've had pretty good. If it's something that will grow in your zone, it doesn't yeah. seem like it matters much where it comes from as much. Um, is as long as it's zone compatible. Yeah, appropriate. Yeah. So as long as you got that going, I think you're fine. But yeah, I mean, another big one that, like I said, I've not personally dealt with them, but I've heard some good things about. So I have uh, bought seeds from them, but I have not bought trees or vines. They have a lot of stuff. They have a, yeah, yeah, they have all the seeds. And a lot of these companies do that we're talking about. They don't just sell trees or just sell plant bushes and things like that. They are selling seeds as well. We didn't mention some of them. Some of, a couple of them we did mention. Uh, or one of us, but specifically we did mention in our seed episode, but, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of these you can get seeds through as well. So, uh, yeah, so far what we've like the, the nurseries, the conservation district, the Arbor Day and Stark brothers, I don't believe any of those have seeds. Those are mostly plants. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But peaceful Valley has it pretty large. Yeah. They have everything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they have all the bulbs and uh, yeah, all kind of stuff. So yeah, I definitely want to check out if you're looking for a, a place with a lot, with a large inventory. I mean, they have a very large inventory of stuff. I mean, you could definitely, um, get, you have a lot of options there for sure. And you know what? You may go to one of these and they're, they're sold out, go to the other one. There won't be, yeah. I mean, just, so just shop around. Cause you know, like I said, I don't know that you'll get, I think all of these are pretty good companies we're going to talk about today. Now here's the one that we're going to talk about next is the one I've tried to buy stuff and I had to get on his newsletter because Every time I've tried to go buy something, it's like always out of stock or he's always out because he's a small nursery and it's edible acres. Yeah. Edible acres, permaculture nursery. Now, 
I've talked about Edible Acres on this podcast a few times because they have a great YouTube channel. I love that. It's a permaculture nursery. He has a great channel. Uh, he's doing, he's very small, which is why he's going to be sold out pretty quick on stuff, but he does sell quite a, quite a bit. I mean, he has a, a lot of stuff there and I just love how focused he is on permaculture principles, forest gardening. He's really into low cost and no cost approaches to simple uh, living. Yes. And you get really affordable plants from him. He's not going to abuse you in the cost at all. Matter of fact, I watched him like, I watched a video one time where he was like packing up. He was shipping out. He's like, well, we're going to, we're going to do, he did a video on like putting his orders together to ship them. And he's using all like used material. Like he's going in these stores and getting used boxes and, and used um, stuff to wrap them in and stuff. Cause he doesn't want to buy things because he's so, he just believes it. Yeah. He's one of these person that he says it and he believes it and he lives that way. And so you're going to get a pretty package from him with your plant, with your, your cutting or whatever in it. You're going to get stuff that look, you know, he'll take stuff out of the trash. I mean, not dirty stuff, but I'm just saying he he's going to reuse things to ship it to you. And he just I believes in that. that. I do too. I find that I look yeah. at that and I go, man, here's a person who practices what they preach. And, and he's not trying to impress you with fancy packaging or, you know, things like that. I just love that, you know? And, and, um, so, you know, check out edibleacres.org is his website. Uh, I have all the links again to his YouTube channel. All the links are being for all these things in, in the show notes, but yeah, check out his YouTube channel. It's a great YouTube channel, all kinds of just great permaculture stuff there. And he sells some things that I consider kind of the hard to get things. He sells a lot of hard to get plants, that that you know are really good like i said he's located up in the finger lakes area of new york state so it's going to do good in cold Which zones is, yeah perfect for me i yeah, actually me just too, went yeah. while we were talking i'm like i'm gonna go and get on his list because yeah, i want to yeah. get his email yeah, right now he sold out a lot of things but he'll you know he he sells quite a bit of stuff and but he does sell out pretty quick because again he's not real big but and a lot of people really like him about those things, the way he is about things, you know, just the, because he's one of these people who practices what he preaches. So I say support him if you, if you can, <laughs> if you can get lucky enough to right. catch him in the middle of a sale. So um, buy some yeah. stuff from him and he's got lots of good stuff. He, I've seen him selling stuff that I really want. He he sells some things I want on my property that I miss out on quite often. So I, I'm glad I signed up for his newsletter. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll be lucky enough to get in on the next sale and um, get some of those things. I'll let you talk about the next one because you just did an okay. interview with him on the podcast. Yeah. And I, um, I bought quite a few trees from him last year. He's another one that sells out. So people are going to want to go. It's the rare plant store. It's Nicholas Ferguson's or Nick Ferguson's uh, website. And he sells out also pretty quickly. So you're going to want to go sign up. Plus his website has some really good information. And then of course, um, I just interviewed him and that interview has a lot of great information, but he's currently selling mostly fodder trees. I think mm -hmm. that is all he sells. I, no, I, he has, I thought he had some fruit trees. On, well, I mean, he has mulberry, of course, which is a fruit mulberry, tree. Mulberry, which, but, yeah. And I believe that he's going to be trying to expand that. But, um, you know, all these, that takes a lot of time, especially with, with trees and cuttings yeah. to expand things like that. But his... Um, his plant store is small still, but he does sell quite a bit. And I, is he, he sells, doing some bushes as well? I'm thinking he does. Yes, do some, he does. Yeah. He does. Um, he does fodder and then he does a couple of, so he does them I'm going to his website because he had 
three different options for packages. One was like a nut option. Mm-hmm. Um, the other was a fruit med- medley. Oh, wait, he's got a bee guild on here now. now yeah, I, not... I see. I was on there. I seen he had some other options. Yeah, so that's a new out. one. I do not remember mm-hmm. that. And then his fodder trees, which I bought tons of them last year for his fodder trees. And um, they are not huge when you get them, but these all grow very quickly. Like I put in probably like 40 of these. Not one of them died. And they all, by the end of the year, were double the size that... Yeah. And this was a year I had to hand water because we had the drought. So, which is why he chooses chooses those trees. He was trying to choose something yeah. fast growing that would make a great fodder tree to feed your animals with or do other things with, and and uh, he picked wisely, for sure. Yeah, and 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 then he's got his fruit medley, which has got three different kinds of trees. And I'm gonna slaughter how to say this. I want to say, Ariona, pawpaw, and elderberry, and then his his nut oh, trees pawpaw. are pawpaw. Okay. Yeah, his nut trees are chestnut and walnut, and then he has um, his bee guild is basswood, indigo, and fox grape. So this is interesting. But yeah, um, he's got some new things on there. Yeah, I might he's be, expanding, I'm need some more pawpaw, so. and I think that he's going to continue to try to do that. So, um, and I was really happy with my product. I mean, it was it came planted it all, it all lived. Um, but he's another one that you're going to want to get on his his email list it, to get that. If you want to support him for no other reason, then he's just a super nice guy. Oh, he is. He's a really nice guy. <laughs> he he will. Yeah. He's a super nice guy. Super knowledgeable. If mm-hmm. you go and watch some of his, not so much his YouTube videos, but the YouTube videos others have put up of his yeah. classes. I think yeah, go back to the interview. I think we shared a couple of those, uh, the interview we done yep. with him, you done with him uh, and you shared a couple of the videos in the show notes that he's spoke at uh, and shared some really good information in those. So yeah, go back and check that episode out. And I have the yeah. link to hit that episode in the show notes as well. So you can, uh, or I'll put that link in the show notes as well. So you can um, go check that out. Uh, the next one you have on here. I've never even heard of. You've never heard of them. No. Really? Okay. Tell me so- all about it. This is actually one that Nick sent me to. Okay. So it's appropriate that it follows that. Um, I also have a, another friend that's a big permaculture tree guy. And um, he also sent me this. This is actually in my neighborhood, kind of. It's in Northwest Lower Michigan. And um, they sell a ton of wholesale trees. Now, a lot of these trees, they also sell some ferns and and um, some other live plants too, and a few seeds, but their trees are going to be a little bit more on the unusual and rare side. So when you, like, if you click over there and you look at their grapes, their grapes are going to be the wild grapes. Did you say the name of it? Oh, Cold Stream Farm. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe you did. I didn't catch it though. Maybe did. I, I didn't. I'm looking at the notes, but I was like, Sorry. did you say the name? <laughs> it's called Cold Stream Farm and their website is coldstreamfarm.net and they're in free soil michigan so their climate is you know more more like mine but they have a lot of their stuff is a little bit more rare like i was saying they have like their wild grape their grapes that they have are wild grapes they're not going to be like your concords um they have just your more 
permaculture type. It's more of your permaculture type. Yeah. When you put the the link in here, I clicked on, or when you put it in here, I clicked on the link and went over and checked them out. And I was like, well, that, they, that looks like a pretty neat place. I, like I said, I'd never even heard of them, but they, yeah. they have, and, and they, they even advertise that, that they sell kind of unusual plants. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And now they sell like, um, they sell deciduous shrubs. I mean, none of it's going to be like, if you want to go and order your average strawberries or blueberry bushes, you're not, you're not going to find that there. You're going to find like your wild, your wild cranberry bushes, your low bush blueberries, which are more wild to our area. So yeah, it looked like a good one. So definitely check that one out. Now, the next one we actually talked about on our seed show we did uh, last week, uh, I and mean, that's Fedco Seeds, but this is Fedco division for their trees. It's their tree division. Plus, yeah. they have shrubs and you know bushes and things for, and they just have cuttings. They have all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's just a big uh, organ, you know, big company, and they have a lot of divisions. Um, we talked a little, like I said, we mentioned them all about them on the last show, but again, they, they started in 1978 located in Clinton, Maine, and they're specializing in cold, hardy varieties. So if you're in those cold climates, you know, we talked a lot of these places. We saw California, California, California. Well, here's one. That's another one that's in the colder climate. So it might be, maybe there's just some, you're probably going to, your apple trees are probably going to be, you know, more acclimated. It's going to be a better variety for the colder climates and things. You know, I was going to mention that when we were talking about the big box stores, I was talking to this again, why you have to be so careful when you're buying trees at big box stores. I was talking to this guy that was in like Southern um, Texas, like down near Laredo, Texas. And he went to his Walmart and they were selling some variety of apple that was like a, like a Northern variety apple for like Laredo, Texas area. Like there's no way that tree is going to survive in Laredo, Texas, impossible. And yet that Walmart was selling that tree. So, uh, you know, again, just to go back to that, you know, when they sell things that are obviously not going to grow in your area because they don't care, they just want your money. But yeah, but this is going to be something that's definitely going to be everything they're selling is obviously going to do well in a cold, yeah, cold right. environment, you know, at, at the pretty huge variety too. Yeah, I mean, you can buy your they regular do. blueberries or you can buy um some pretty unusual plants. They're like cane fruit. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty um well-rounded company when it comes to just your normal varieties and then some more native yeah. and rare things. And they, and they have a good reputation. They've been around a long they time. Do. And they have a good they reputation. Do. So it's, yeah, I've never bought a tree from them, but uh, I've gotten seeds from them. I think they're, yeah, I think they'd be fine. Yeah. I think they're a good yeah. company. So uh, the next one I'll talk about is food forest farm. Now I have never bought from foodforestfarm.com. They are a permaculture-focused nursery. And the reason I put them in here is because, well, I like the guy who runs it, and I didn't even know he had a nursery. But as I was doing a little research, because I just, I like permaculture, you know, so I was looking at permaculture nurseries. And Jonathan Bates runs this nursery. This is his nursery, and he is one of the co-authors. He's the co-author of Paradise Lot, which, which is, is one a of my great favorite book. I love that book. Yeah, me too. I loved that book, and it reminded me that I want to go back and read. Yeah, it again. and and you get to basically hear the story of how this nursery came to be in that book because they're finding all these rare plants and they're planting them on this little urban lot, you know, and and this is how it began. And um, and when I went to the website, it's like. 
they got a pretty nice variety of stuff, kind of hard to find plants um, at their uh, at their uh, permaculture nursery. So it's in Ithaca, New York, um, been around since 2010. So I've been doing it a while. I'm surprised I hadn't heard about it. Uh, look like some great stuff there. And like I said, just knowing what I know about him from reading the book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it makes me want to go buy some plants from him. So I don't know. I've never bought from him. But I would imagine you'd have a good experience and they'd have some really good stuff because they're really just um, open about their successes and failures in that book, which is what I like. Because they're talking about things that did great, things that they hated, things they loved. I mean, just so you know that there's a level of honesty there just reading that book that makes you know that they're probably running their business the same way. They're probably not selling things that they hate. They're probably going to be honest with you about the realities of that plant. Because they were honest about it in a book, you know. So well, and it was all on a suburban lot. It's not yeah, yeah. um they don't they have started. acres and acres of property here. This was yeah. a suburban lot that they they definitely expanded and, and grown and moved about beyond that, but that's yeah. how they started. And and I love well, where and that's what that book from. is about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's so yeah, I'm gonna check them out. Like personally, I've never dealt with them, didn't even know there was a nursery there, but I yeah, think I'm either. going to because it you know, sparked an interest in me. So I got on their mailing list as well. I do believe, I think it's one of my, I also clicked in and got on a mailing list. <laughs> I think yeah, that was and this one. next one I have never heard of. I hadn't either, but as I was browsing nurseries, I had permaculture nurseries. One, I, I was just checking out their websites and reading about them and just, you know, and just deciding if I wanted to recommend or not. And just based on the unusual plants that they had as well, I thought, well, if somebody's looking for some hard to get plants, this is one that's going to have it again. They're based in uh, Falmouth, Maine. So there's going to be. A, I see that. Yeah, they're going to have some plants that are going to work in our, our climates, especially yours. Um, look like they had some great varieties. Great website. Cool. Had some stuff there that looked like it might be hard to find anywhere else. That's why I put them in here. So You may and, have just spent more of my money with all of these. <laughs> I think ladies. I spent more of my money as well. So I do need a few more trees and a few more bushes around here. So I think this might be the year where I shop around, <laughs> find some of them unusual oh plants. Well, I'm really looking for stuff to really build up my guilds more than anything not so much trees but i'm looking for those plants to go around my trees and so i'm so i'm looking more in these permaculture nurseries for things like that looking for those unusual plants you know that i want to really try and bring in that are going to just come back every year it's good perennial plants so that's why i'm kind of shopping around these so you're you might be getting a little bit of a a biased recommendation at this point in time just because it's what i'm looking for for my own property right at this moment so but those, those are our recommendations and I'm going to tell you, there's hundreds there's and hundreds so many of, of places yeah. out there. I can't say which ones are good, which ones are bad. If these are some of them I dealt with, or I know the people involved with them, or I they've had they've come with some great recommendation. So that's why we recommended them. If you know if you're using a great one, keep on using it. If you know of a great one, come to the comment section on the website and yeah. uh, leave a comment. You say, That'd hey, I really like this one. Um, utilize that space to to share uh, the one you're dealing with that you think is a great online nursery that you've had a great experience with, or you know just just tell us a little bit about them or whatever. Or if you are that company and you want to put yourself out, there, go ahead. I don't mind. You know, oh, we would love you, that. As yeah. long as you treat the people right, that's all I care about. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, some great companies out there. I know there's way more than this that are just great companies, and some of them are small. There's probably some great big companies out there that we just haven't dealt with that. You know, that it'll treat you right. And a lot of times these big companies, you might get a better buy. 
you know, because they right. deal in so much bulk, they, they they might be able to sell it more affordably. And if that's the case, you know, do do business with them. You know, if if you got something that that grows well. Um, but yeah, that's what I have for you. Anything you wanted to add to this? One of the things I wanted to add to this was um, a couple of these companies that I know of. I maybe others do, but I do know that Fedco and, um, well, Fedco, the Rare Plant Store, and Coldstream Farm all give discounts for bulk purchases. Mm-hmm. So this might be something that you want to gather a few homesteaders together. And make oh, a bulk order great. Yeah. can help you maybe save a little, a few pennies. I mean, hey, a few pennies here and a few pennies there adds up in this day yeah. and age. So, um, and, and as we talked about, yep. the shipping is the thing now. So it's like, right. it, you know, that, that's how they save money is because when they ship a big bulk order, they can do a better shipping deal. And that's why exactly. it'll be cheaper. And therefore, yeah, you get, you'll get the rewards of that. That's a yeah, great and maybe idea. Maybe more of these yeah. companies do that. I don't know, but I do know for sure those three companies, um, do sell like Nick sells his packages, which aren't hugely in bulk. But if, if you're a suburban homesteader, you may not want 36 trees, but you can right. buy 36 in a bundle from him. But Coldstream yeah. and Fedco do much larger numbers than that, even. And it just might be a great way for your little homeschool or homestead community <laughs> to um, save a few pennies. Okay. Here's the question potted trees. Or bare root trees. Which do you prefer? I prefer bare root. I do too, and it's strange though. And the reason I now a lot of them I've bought have been potted, but it seems like you well two reasons you get the bare root a lot cheaper usually. Yes, that's one reason. And they tend to grow faster once you plant them. I don't know why you buy a and they don't seem to get so. Yeah. Root bound. Yeah, I think it's just because the roots have been limited in that pot for a while and it like stunts their growth for a while before they start yeah. really growing fast. But when you put a bare root in, it just seems like it grows so much faster. At least that's been my yeah. experience. So it sounds like mine you've had too. the same experience. Mine too. And I I bought all of mine bare root. So I guess yeah. I sh- couldn't say. And I bought mine all bare root. My recommendations from people that are big tree people. Yeah. All the potted um, ones I have bought with the exception of one have come from a local nursery and they did pretty well. But yeah. the one I bought from Stark brothers, I actually bought a potted one and it grew a lot slower than the bare root trees that I bought. Um, right. It did great. I mean, it's still growing great. It just seemed like it grew a lot slower. So I, just, I mean, if you're getting, if you're getting a cheaper price and the plant's growing a little bit faster then it, Hey, that might be the route. It go. fools you though, because usually the bare roots it are does. a lot smaller than the potted ones. The potted ones will be a lot taller. Usually a lot of times when you get them, there'll be bigger trees and you'll get this bare root that's half that size and then it'll yeah. outgrow the potted one for some reason. I mean, I don't know why that is, but it just maybe acclimates quicker. Yeah. Uh, I don't it's know. scary when you get that plant bare root in the, yeah. in the, male and you're just like it's like a dead dead. dead, but and i had like i said i did um and all of my a lot of my trees were shipped last year i probably i think we got like 60 or 70 trees shipped last year and all of them were bare root and they come in this bundle and they look kind of sad but they all the reality is when you buy them that way you're buying them cheaper sometimes you can afford to lose one or two more so than a potted plant because you can spend $70 on a potted tree, you know, and right. 
you can get bear root a lot cheaper than that. So, I mean, you can afford to usually afford the losses a little bit better if you buy bear. I mean, it's just, I think I've had both, I've had good experience with both. Like I said, the local nursery that I've bought from, I always buy, he, everything he has is potted. And, and I've had some great, like half the tree, more than half the trees on my property have came from his nursery. Right. Um, and, and I, I support that guy every time I get a chance because he, he's had some stuff that I've wanted that, you know, that aren't common that you're going to find at like the local nurseries usually, but he's more rare stuff. You know, he's dealing with that kind of stuff. And uh, I planted some of those things and they've done great. Um, but yeah, it seems like when I wear the online stuff, the bear root does better and the shipping is obviously cheaper on yeah. bear root, which is why they sell it cheaper, you know? So right. Yeah. yeah. So I guess I just threw that in there last because I wanted to, I was wondering what your preference was, but everybody has their own. I, I'm not saying. I wouldn't consider myself a tree person yet, though, but I, yeah. I just followed several people that I really respect their opinion yeah. of. So I'm definitely yeah. leaning towards more being a tree person. I'm, I'm definitely trying to every square, oh, place, yeah. any place I can put a tree where it's not going to hinder too much on my yard with shading and kill my garden, I'm putting a tree there. So I, Oh, I, yeah. I, I I'm not saying trees. I'm not a tree yeah. person. I love trees and I want more of them. I'm saying I'm not a tree expert. You haven't been planting sure. too many of them yet. I haven't planted enough and, to say that exactly, you know. Yeah. yeah. I've lost a few. I mean, I, I, I've lost a, I've lost a couple of pawpaws. But half, I think that's usually been because of other reasons. Uh, a neighbor's dog got a hold of a, a couple of my trees and chewed the tops off of them. That but I have, help. I have had some root bound issues like potted. I lost uh, a peach tree and I literally, I planted it and I did, I felt like I did everything right. You know, I spread the roots out. I got it kind of laid out there. Well, it's, it did really good. This was weird. It did really good for a whole season, the whole summer, winter came back the next year. It came back. And as soon as it came back, it looked good. And then it just started dying. And I'm like, what is going on with this tree? I dug it up and the roots were literally in a circle. And it took a year. It took till the next year for that to happen. And they grew and just, it, it was completely root bound and grew into a circle. That's what I've heard happens a lot of the times is it yeah. does really good at first. And yeah. then like a year later, and you know, it's weird you say that it was your peach trees because we lost mm -hmm. two of our peach trees. Now we lost them the year we had the terrible cold, like negative 42. Mm -hmm. But when I dug them up, it was the same thing. The roots the never thing. spread. Yep. They just yeah. never spread. Like we thought we'd have to dig this huge hole to get these trees and, out. And they were right there. And some people make fun of this, but ever since then, because some people say, oh, that's just ridiculous. It doesn't make any difference. But I've done it ever since then. And I haven't had a problem is dig a square hole and then pull the roots to the corners of that square to you where they the go straight thing? into that corner and they can't turn. And I've had people laugh at me and say, that is ridiculous. It doesn't make any difference. That tree doesn't need that. But I'm just telling you my experience. I haven't had that since I started digging square holes. That's what we were told to do last year. I can't tell you which expert it was because I yeah. sought out several and I can't remember exactly who it was, but it was like Nick or my mentor Craig or one of the these people that are really good tree people told me the same thing. Square yeah. hole. And I also put like a pyramid in the middle. Yeah. And I put, you know, the tree on top of that and spread my roots out. Spread them out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and of course I can't say because it's only been a year, but that's what I was told to do by I've them. Planned, they told I've me no round holes, and they've yeah, been a they lot told better. Me no round holes. I haven't had any yep. do that since I've done that. So, and and so, which now I only had one do that, 
with a round hole. So I, I don't, I can't say for sure that was the the thing that, you know, it was a round hole that caused it, but I don't know. You get clay soil, some clay soil. And if the root yeah. does, it might just be easier for it to turn and go through that softer soil that you've put back in there rather than cut through it where a square if you pull them roots to the corners they really don't have an option but to go straight into that corner you know at that point so i mean it makes sense to me but i know yeah. some people make fun of that and say that's just ridiculous I've, I've literally had people say that to me that's ridiculous it makes no difference <laughs> well it might be ridiculous but currently i don't i didn't look at the price of trees last year when we purchased ours i looked at some again three, four months ago, the prices have gone up. When you're paying mm-hmm. $50 to $100 per tree, give it every chance. a square can. hole, so what? I don't care if it's yeah. legend or not. Just give and, it a whirl. And it would probably depend on your soil. If you had yeah. clay, yeah. hard soil, it probably does make a difference. If you have super soft, you know, you can almost dig it out with your right. hands, it probably wouldn't make any difference because probably. then we're going to walk right through it. But a lot of my soil, especially when I go down, you know, more than just a few inches, it's pretty clay based. You know, it's pretty heavy soil. And, um, you know, I, it just tends to make a difference, I think. So, yeah, that's OK. That was some extra yeah. stuff in there. And I'll there. have but to anyway. report back on um, I'll have to report back on how all my trees do, because, I mean, I have several dozen that this is their first winter. Yeah. And once spring comes, I'll have to report back to you. Now, I know for sure I have one dead tree. I'm almost 100% sure we were hoping that it made it this winter and makes a comeback, but we're pretty sure. That's actually pretty good considering how many trees I bought to only have one. And then we had the massive drought we had. You guys put in a lot of trees. Yeah. 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 So I'm not, I'm not going to complain. It it was an apple tree and we had a huge drought and yeah. So, but, I'll have trees to are a huge back investment. To you guys. Yeah, trees are a huge investment. So yeah, give them every opportunity and every chance, and do the homework when you're planting them. And yeah, we won't turn this into a tree planting episode, but right. yeah, that was just my little two cents worth to throw in there. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's all I have. You have anything else? Then I think I already asked you that once before. I think that's it. I'll have to give you all guys right. an update once spring comes. So well, good stuff. Well, folks, we appreciate you joining us, and until the next episode, happy homesteading. God bless and grow where you're planted. Looking around, I finally see I think I need a change The rat race I want to flee My world I'll rearrange I'm getting back to the roots Of how it's meant to be Growing gardens, picking fruit Racing livestock, living free It's a Like grandma did Sitting on her front porch Hunting and fishing Like a kid Once you've done all of your chores It's a to
today.